eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. Well, you know, Al, as we get uh, started with podcasts, uh, proud of myself that I made it almost a full four months. But I'm upset with myself because here we go again. I promised myself I would not bet Craig anything this year. No more. Done. Finished. And I think you had the same thing. I did. And here we go again. Uh, Well, yes. Well, listen, there are certain bets that are not losable. (laughs) So, for example, I'm not going to bet like a uh, Warriors-Cavs game with him because that's a losable bet. But there are certain bets that we have made in the past with him, which we've won because they're not they're bets you cannot lose. Wally Backman's going to be hired by a Major League Baseball team as a manager by December. was not going to happen. That's that, a bet. We knew that, yes. Uh, the Yankees are not going to touch first place when they were mm. out of it. They got to a half game. They did? Yes. All right. Well, we won that one. <laughs> we did win that and one. And any of the physical ones. So his the newest claim that he made during the show today, later in the show when we had uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes in studio, Craig said he could run a 40-yard dash in under five seconds. So we took that bet, and that's going to happen at Borgata when we go down there, I think May 5th or next something. Fr- yeah, next Friday morning. Uh, we'll not this show. Friday, the following Friday. Correct. We'll do a show from there, and he'll run through the Borgata lobby or something. Yes. We will need an official timekeeper. By the way, 40 yards is far. Hey, I saw you in the newsroom marking it off. A lot further than I thought. Really? The newsroom is only 20 yards. Oh, really? I thought that was going to be closer to 30, 35. It's right. not. What do you think you could run a 40-yard dash? Six in? seconds. Six, okay. I don't know. I honestly yeah. have no idea. I can tell you what, though. As soon as the rain stops, I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> Why do uh, we make such a big deal of that time for football players when it's really a tenth of a second, two-tenths of a second difference? I don't know. I don't you know, know why we use deal? that as a measurement for athletes. Like, yeah. What's the point? No I mean, point. I guess if you want to tell me for an outfielder, you want to know how, they, how much, you know, field they can cover in terms of going after a fly ball or something i guess that makes sense right maybe for a defensive guy to see if you can get across the field on a receiver okay i don't know i don't know why it's such a big deal 
And because the NFL draft, we had uh, have had more guests in here this week than usual. I know. Today, what are you doing? Today we had Deshaun Watson in, and we had uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, now, I didn't even get to do my moment of the day, which might have been one of the best ones we've had in really? months. Oh, the Mike alarm clock. And the Su- Susan and Mike, it was, oh. it was a combination right. that I edited it together. It was Sa- fantastic. Save it tomorrow and pretend we did it uh, tomorrow <laughs> if we don't do anything hilarious tomorrow. By the way. <laughs> You're not far off. That's a possibility. Yes. Uh, these guys, like uh, Patrick Mahomes, looked like a kid. Yeah, they looked like he was 12. Right. Yep. His mom looked like she was 30. Yeah, we're probably older than his mom. Oh, for sure. I mean, looking at her, I thought we were either, I was either the same age. How old are you now, Jerry? 43. Yeah, I would say she's younger than that. I would agree. I would say she was right around 40. Yep. And, uh, you know, I first thought this a number of years ago when uh, Matthew Stafford was coming out of the draft and we had him on our Super Bowl broadcast. I was there. He had not been drafted yet. That was in Tampa. In Tampa. And I remember when he left the interview, I said to Boomer, I go, this kid has no shot. There is no way he's going to be able to take a hit from an NFL linebacker coming full speed. No chance this guy's going to make it. Yeah. How's he done? He's done all right for himself. Yes, he has. So I don't know what... And then... We had Deshaun Watson in here who looked extremely thin. And then I see up on the CBS Sports Network on the TV screen, they have his height and weight. They have him listed as 221. And in my head, I'm like, this guy's like 80 pounds heavier than me. Crazy, right? Which did not seem possible. He seemed like a nice slim, I guess they're muscular, Jerry. They're very strong and muscles heavier than fat, correct? Very muscular. Yes. I know muscles are heavier than not muscles, which is what I have on my legs. Right. Not muscles. Jerry, I have a couple items here. I uh, wanted to ask you this because you, you're a hotel kind of guy when you go on the road for sure. uh, Rutgers and mm-hmm. uh, um, Columbia and other. Uh, we go on the road sometimes. We, we talked about we're going to Borgata. There you go. When you get to a hotel, are you ever, during your stay, a hotel robe guy? No, I'm not. I don't think I've ever put a robe on in my life. Really? I hate robes. This is a recent uh, thing for me where I will put on the hotel robe. Oh, boy. And I'm reading an article here. What has happened to you? What has happened to you? Hotel robes are becoming quite popular where people want hotel robes for their home and they want the brand that the hotel use. So Marriott and Hilton have their own new brands. Everybody's becoming Axel Foley. (laughs) Yeah, he was a robe guy. Yeah. Uh, I do like a hotel ro- robe after a shower. My question to you is, do you think, do they, they wash those like towels, right? I hope they don't. <laughs> Why would you hope they I don't, hope I Jerry? find out that the one thing that gets neglected are hotel robes, because <laughs> only weirdos wear them. And I get crabs from like an old <laughs> hotel robe. <laughs> that would be, spe- no offense, that would no be offense, spectacular. Yeah. No none taken, Jerry. <laughs> I will never wear a robe. I'm not interested. I am I like uh, a good sports shorts. Yeah, okay. I'm a hotel robe guy if there's going to be sexy time. I like to unveil myself in a robe. <laughs> Shouldn't she be unveiling you? What do you think? I'm, I'm going to be careful because Eddie will clip this. I'm oh. like a, when Ric Flair gets to the ring in his robe. Woo! I unrobe. <laughs> and then you start making weird sounds. Woo! <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm not a hotel slipper guy because uh, a lot of hotels, if they have a robe, they'll have slippers also. I'm not a hotel Why slipper not? guy. <laughs> I don't know. You've already become weird with the robe. Yeah, well, I am a hotel robe guy. I'm still I'm still not sure why she's not the one unveiling you. Why you feel the need to unveil yourself. I'm not sure. Now, are you fully at attention when you unveil yourself? 
Uh, fully well, or I mean, if partially? If they're sexy time, it right. means you're thinking about it. Partially. So do you? are you standing at attention when you unveil yourself? Um, and then she's like, what is that? Partially, I would say. What does that mean? Partially? Oh, it means I'm 48. No one's walking around aroused at 48, <laughs> constantly aroused. I didn't say constantly. Oh, I not said constantly. in the moment. I see. So basically, yes, if anybody comes to your room and you're right. in a robe, like Craig would be eating <laughs> right. the cheese, we know that something has either gone down or is about to go down. If I'm in a hotel room. Yes. Correct. That's fair to say. <laughs> so if I am in the robe. Hmm. Wow. How about this Just wow. s- survey, Jerry? Amongst apartment dwellers. Now, these would be people who rent apartments. You follow? Yeah, I get that. When given the opportunity, would you rather have broadband Wi-Fi working or clean underwear? This is an actual question. That's correct. Clean underwear. Uh, well, that lost <laughs> to the broadband Wi-Fi working. It is more important for people in no, apartments. No, no, you know what? It's not. Don't smell. Yeah. Almost 34% of respondents ranked Wi-Fi access as the most important pe- uh, feature for apartment living. So 66% take the underwear. Uh, 25% said it was high-speed internet, then the underwear. Hmm. So, uh, yep. Okay, now, I'm going to pass on that one. Now, I can tell you this, Jerry. I went to Italy this past summer uh, with Gina, took some students, some of her college students to yes. Italy. And we all stayed at this like sort of bed and breakfast. And they had very shoddy Wi-Fi at best. The bigger question were, how were the robes? <laughs> was there sexy time? It was a bed, in the and, bed and breakfast. No, you know, a bed and breakfast, I don't care for it. It seems like uh, it's too open. You know what I mean? Well, people are walking down the yeah, hallway. People are walking around. Uh, the, the robes I wouldn't trust in a bed and breakfast. <laughs> but the, the it was filled with college students. And the Wi-Fi was very spotty, shoddy, whatever word you want to use. Right. And they were panicked that they weren't getting Wi-Fi. I believe it. God forbid. To the point where some of the students, there was a strange section of the bathroom area by the toilet that got Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. They were all huddled by the toilet. To do what? To get on their phones. To do what, though? And on the internet. To message each other? Facebook. Twitter. Instagram, very popular, Jerry. So it's, you know, I wonder, because I see, I mean, listen, I see my 12-year-old with the phone, too. He's locked in or not so much? He's not locked in, but he's on it enough to where it's starting to drive me crazy. He's texting friends, that sort of thing? Yeah, that, the Instagram is certainly a big deal. Um, Do you go, I, I wonder with the younger people, especially with what you're talking about, is it more important to go there and be able to just send pictures out nonstop, or is it the actual event? Of being there. So you're saying, what's better, the experience of being in Italy? Or just sharing it with everybody. Or letting people know via photos that, that you're, you're in Italy. Because what you're telling me is they're so hooked on their phones and getting out to the world, look at me, that the vacation is actually secondary to the, I don't want to say publicity, but the awareness of people knowing where you are. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't know. When I'm away... And I don't mean when I'm away with Rutgers or something. To me, that's part of, not the job, but part of the experience is sharing it with the Rutgers community or, or with the Columbia community. If I right. tweet out photos from a basketball game or a football game 
when we're away, I think pictures of the show are good, like the hockey game Friday night. Yes. When I'm on vacation, though, aside from maybe a ball game because it's a cool stadium, I'm not taking pictures of look at me jump in the pool. Right? Right. I think that's a disconnect between, uh, well, actually, you might do that. I'd like to see you jump in the pool, Jerry. A photo I jump in the of pool at my house all the time. Oh. All the time. Have one of your kids run video on that. And we'll, oh, we have it. Oh, you do? Oh, you already yeah. have the video. Yes, you, and I'm not putting it out there for are you. Are you a cannonball kind of guy? Hell yeah. You are? Yes. The kids like that when they you cannonball in? Even the even the 12-year-old still thinks it's funny because really? I look like a mess. <laughs> and by the way, most cases you do it on purpose. Do which part? He's just starting to figure that out, my 12-year-old. That a lot of the dumb things I do... Oh, are, are on I purpose. I do on purpose to get them to smile or right. laugh. And he's starting to realize now when the 7-year-old goes you know, bonkers with the laughing... He'll realize, wow, you really played that one up. I'm like, yeah, well, right. it's about time you started to realize I'm right. not as dumb as you think I am. It's funny. Funny. That's funny. something very. That's something we all should learn about our parents. They're not as dumb as we thought they were. I've been telling. Up. I've been telling my 12 year old that since he's five. But now he's catching on. Uh, yeah, only because I mean, he's seeing how the younger one correct. views you. But I've been as he got because he's very mature. As I've told you, as he's gotten older, maybe five's a stretch, but six or seven, I've always told him because I've seen I've seen his friends. Like, you know, put a thumb up or their nose up to their parents. I'm like, I can right. tell you right now, I'm not that dumb parent, and I am. we ain't standing for that. And I've never had a problem with them. Of course, I tell them, like, every week. Right. <laughs> sending them reminders. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Little reminders. Uh, you know, Prince passed away this past year, Jerry. I did hear that, yes. And they're finding out as they kind of go through his, uh, his vast estate. Still going through that, huh? They are because they found out that Prince was a hoarder. Wow. Kept a lot of items jammed into rooms. Hmm. So far, they've cataloged, they're cataloging every item in his estate. Wow, that's got to take forever. Now I see why it's taking so long. So far, they've cataloged more than 7,000 items, and they are less than 5% in his home. Hmm. They'll be there a while. They're going to be there a while. I would say so. Here's some of the amazing things they've found, Jerry. Sketches for a wardrobe, handwritten notes, lyrics on backs of envelopes or notepads, uh, 20 spiral-bound notebooks now, from his career. Uh, back to the envelopes thing yeah. where they find lyrics written on is there? I, That's valuable. Probably is a val- There's got to be a big value to that, right? Yes. If it's purple rain written on the back of a bank receipt envelope. Right. Right? That's probably got to be worth a lot of money. They found a Walkman with a cassette tape dated from 1977 in it. Wow. From what we've been told, the people here who going through the home say he was never far from his Walkman. He was constantly recording himself via the Walkman cassettes. Yeah, but that ended in 1977. Well, that's his last tape that he has in there. He's got a lot of shoes, as you could imagine, Jerry. Flip-flops. That sort of thing. I would like to go through Prince's belongings. Would you go through any person's belongings? Like, you ever watch that show, Storage Wars? Yes. Kind of neat, right? Yeah, I kind of am interested in going through people's stuff. So someone passes away in the condo five down from you, six down from you, and they say, listen, Al, there's no next of kin, right? Mr. Johnson, Sad. this is he's been here for 10 years. He was a nice guy. Could you help us out? You are like the mayor of this community now. You're a major you. pain in the ass. You complain all the time. We could use some help, or the property may just end up going to hell with okay. itself. Would you please go through his belongings? Any interest? 
in uh, just looking through myself, or I have to catalog them and do all the work? I don't care about cataloging, but just in terms of going through everything. Like, is it, You're looking for look, things please, of value. Please look to see if there's something you're interested in. Right. Anything else, throw out. Hmm. That's a tough question because I would be interested in going through somebody's belongings, but I also think um, hmm. All right, how if about I this? T- take something he that the dead guy wouldn't want me taking, will he haunt it? How about this? I die or Eddie dies or, or, or Craig or Boomer. Would you be interested in rummaging through our house? So Craig passes away. I'd love to go through his office. Forget his office. His okay, house. his home. His house. Yeah, I'd be interested in that. I think it'd be fascinating. Yes. Now, you think Eddie would have you come up with nothing but like, you know. T-shirts. Well, a lot of T-shirts, right? You would also have. Telescopes. Things? Telescopes, magnifying glasses, right. microscopes, right? Right. And a lot of dog bones. Scientific things. Lots of dog photos. Dog bones. I keep forgetting to bring in the dog bones. The milk bones. The milk bones. God and the chocolate it. crickets. Yes. I keep, you know what? My son's game was canceled today. Today I've got to go get it done. Dog biscuits. Right. Dog biscuits. And I got to go to that vitamin store to see if they have the chocolate covered crickets. Okay. So you'd be in though for rummaging through our house. I would be into that. Yeah. Interesting. And, I'm not uh, so sure if I would be interested in yours. Uh, you wouldn't find anything weird in there. Not a big porn collection? Nope. Yeah, the internet. I would say right now, you could go right through my house right now. You would not find anything strange. Yeah, I would actually agree with that with us, too. Unless my son has something that's weird. I don't know, though. I don't know what you consider strange. Vibrators, that sort of thing. Yeah. I guess. I hope they're not in your place. Blow up dolls, that sort of thing. (laughs) No blow up dolls either, no. Just checking. Jerry, after you pass away and I go through your belongings, the only thing I'm really... Hoping to find when I go through all the junk you've collected over the years is hope to find some old Harry's razors that you hadn't used yet. That'll be a problem. Why is that? Uh, they should be in the casket with me. Oh, you want to be buried with your Harry's razors. Look at how good Harry's has kept this face for this long. Right. You think I'm going to go to eternity without Harry's? Well, you're not going to need them, so why not leave them for the rest of us, Jerry? Well, but think about it, Al. You go to wakes and funerals. I do. And sometimes you keep your personal belongings. Right. The family will put them in the casket with the person right. to be remembered. Just, it gives you comfort through eternity. My grandfather was buried with some Schaefer beers. This is my point. You want to be buried with Harry's razors. Done. The handle, the whole thing. So hands off my Harry's. The German-engineered blades. Hands off my Harry's. That whole thing. Yes. Okay. Well, then you should get your surviving members started with a Harry's starter set. How would I do that? That's what I would recommend. You simply go to harrys.com, Jerry. What do I get? Uh, Here's what you're going to get with a free trial set. A weighted ergonomic razor handle. Five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimming blade. I use that right under my nostrils. Nice. A rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. See, that is very important, Jerry. You travel on the road. You were talking about your love of robes earlier. Now, your love of robes. And when you pack your razor, it's sitting there naked at the top getting nicked in the razor part. This is a protective case for the razor. That's a $13 value for you to try, Jerry. You're just going to pay shipping and handling there. So go to harrys.com slash postgame. You're going to get your free trial set, including a razor handle, five-blade cartridge, and shave gel. harrys.com slash postgame. Then they'll know it came from uh, the postgame podcast with Jerry and I. 
we'll get credit and become extremely wealthy. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Right? Oh, sure, Al. Whatever you say. Here's a story I have for you, Jerry. We both love Google Maps, right? I, absolutely. Every love day. love Google Maps. It's gotten us out of many jams over the years where it takes you away from the traffic. Right. Uh, a man in Australia, unfortunately, uh, Google Maps mistakenly labeled his house a pizzeria. So people were showing up to his home looking for pizza or delivery jobs. Now, how does that happen, though? Because don't you, wouldn't you have to have the same address? Like, how would that just... I don't know. Some sort of typo into the Google? A little glitch. The error was reported to Google, which has since corrected the map to put it in the proper location. Hmm. But let me ask you this, Jerry. Yeah, You're a smart me. man. Let's say you punched in a pizza place you wanted to go to, you had heard about. Right. And you got there, and it was clearly a residential home. Would you knock on the door looking for the pizza place, or would you assume Google screwed up? I'll tell you this. Prior to about a year and a half ago, I would have assumed Google screwed up. About a year and a half ago, though, you, myself, Mm -hmm. Eddie, and Craig went to a wonderful restaurant. I think that's what it's called. Yes. That didn't look like a restaurant, did it? In Jersey City. Yeah. It was in a residential neighborhood. Sure was. It looked like someone's dining room. Pretty much was that. Right. Fair point. So prior to that, yes, I would have thought there was an error. Right. Now, who the hell knows? Who knows? I don't know. And this, Jerry, comes to you from the no kidding department. Guess I answered that well, huh? You did. You nailed it. A new study shows that a six-hour workday makes people happier, healthier, and more energetic. Well, yeah, you're out of work two hours yeah, earlier. Turns or in out, some cases, three or four hours earlier. Turns out that people like. Well, by the way, why do you think I like what we do so much? Beyond you, the fact that it's not work and we're having fun, I get that. Because you only work six hours a day. Um, seven and a half. Seven and a half, okay. I mean, my workday is literally seven and a half hours. Okay. And my travel is no traffic, 45 minutes out, 45 minutes in. So my total workday is nine hours. Okay. I have friends who are at work for 10. Right. And have a 90-minute, because of trains and subways and all that stuff, maybe it's not so far, but have a 90-minute commute each way. I mean, their day is longer than 12. I mean, how is that any good? Right. So I could totally see that. You cut a workday down to six hours, awesome. I'm thinking of uh, doing a study if you want to get behind the study. I'm going to see if a four-hour workday would make people happy as well. By the way, why even bother with four? Just go to two. We should work weekends and be off during the week. Mm, what I about like my that? Saturdays. How about we go Wednesday, Sunday? Wednesday through Sunday. Well, you're still working Saturday. No, then. no, Wednesday and Sunday. Oh, Wednesday and Sunday. Yeah, oh, you split get a couple days off. You go to right. work. It's going to be taxing. You need a few days to kind of catch up, go on okay. Sunday. And then nobody wants to work Monday. Nobody does. So, or you go Monday, Thursday, have Saturday. I and like Sunday. Monday, Thursday. Monday, Thursday. You're off Friday, Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Sunday. A little break, middle of the week. You would still get that like, dreaded Sunday night, ugh, work tomorrow. You know why you wouldn't? I'll tell you why you wouldn't. Because you're off for two days after that. Oh, right. How could that be really that bad? That's true. It's not like it's starting a bad week. It's one day and out. No, not if you're working Monday through Thursday. No, again, Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Monday and Thursday. Oh, Monday and Thursday. Yeah, again, stop with this through stuff. I'm confused. Stuff. Okay, two fair days enough. a week. You're the one that said two days a week two off days, the rest. Plenty. Yeah, that would be good. You know what makes people even happier? No work at all. Ooh. See if they'll do a study with that. And are people happy with that? Independently wealthy. You know what the perfect work day is? 9 a.m. to noon. 
Yeah, I would take like a 10 a.m. till All right, something. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. So Joe and Evan. Joe hours. and Evan. Everybody should be Joe and Evan. They really do have the life, Joe and Evan. Uh, Evan specifically. Right. You can get up at a reasonable time. You can go to bed super late. Yep. Hmm. We should all be Joe and Evan. Hmm. Not all bad. right. And finally, I'll give you this story, Jerry. This comes from Brevard County, Florida. Brevard. Brevard. That's where Miami is, I think. Brevard County. I don't know. Florida. A Brevard County man was arrested, accused of biting the family dog. In the balls? Not in the balls. Police said the suspect told him he was trying to, quote, teach the dog a lesson. 30-year-old man became upset with a four-month-old puppy who was, quote, acting up. Come on, a four-month-old they, puppy? They say he held the dog down and bit her on the ears. Now, how does that call go from the dog to the police? Well, herf, herf, herf. and then oh, they're like, that's the 911 call. <laughs> that's it. Let's go. We got to get to this house. I love this quote from the girlfriend. I'm obviously not happy about it. Oh, the girlfriend called, not the dog. I uh, should note the girl. The dog did not call. Right. Uh, the dog's cage was broken when police uh, say animal cruelty led to a fight between the suspect and his brother, whom he also hit on the chest. So the brother came home, saw that there was uh, some sort of animal cruelty going on, and they got into an altercation. What would you say is considered an altercation? Uh, pushing and shoving, screaming. Like, in terms of getting the police involved, though. Yeah. Well, because really? it could, if it had the potential to escalate But it more. didn't. The guy was already biting dogs, biting a right, dog. but he didn't bite his brother. Right. And they are siblings, and they're pushing and shoving, but no one's throwing a punch. So we're calling the cops? Oh, an altercation occurred, yeah, because it could escalate. Huh. A judge ordered the suspect not to have any contact with his brother or the dog. So your sisters yes. get into a shouting match, and one shoves the other. You're going to pull the famous Al and call 911? I don't think I would do that because they've. I've never seen that behavior in them before. Fair enough. I guess the circumstances are different for but everybody. If I have a brother who's biting a dog and his problem. Seems like he's been trouble in the past. Uh, your sister kicks the cat. Okay. And then your other sister comes over to try and help, and she shoves your sister. Get the hell away from me! It's my pussy cat. I would try to break. You're calling nine one one. No, I would try to break it up first. Right. Myself. And that's you. Right. And You're I'm nine one one on speed dial. Speed dial, ready to roll. I see anything in my neighborhood. Very interesting. Anything, Jerry. Anything, anything. All right, well, let's get going here. The warm-up show is next. It was terrific, and it is right here after Jerry says see ya. Do you do see us or just me? I mean, I'll say I got to go, and then oh, you right. usually do the whole ridiculous okay. part. And go. I got to go now. So it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Oh, good morning, Al. How are you on a Tuesday morning? Oh, hi, Jerry. And we, of course, brought to you by Account Temps. And there's a lot to get to on a, a weird Monday night because the Mets and the Yankees didn't play. It's always odd to me when those two teams aren't playing during baseball season. It was kind of nice. I felt like I could watch like real television shows and didn't you, have to be locked into baseball. I went to bed at 7 o'clock. Oh, well, you could have gone that way. <laughs> That's the route I went. Then I see uh, that this uh, Jabril Peppers, who we actually have scheduled to come in here tomorrow. Oh, is that true? That is true. Uh, he failed a, would you call that failing a drug test? I would say he gave a urine sample and it was diluted, so it's all, as they call, fugazi. A diluted urine sample. Yeah. Diluted urine also would make a great name for a rock band. 
But beyond that, that just means they think he was drinking a lot of water in an in an attempt to flush out stuff. You that's could, the that's their um, the negative look on it. Now right? you saw what he said. He said he was not feeling well right. and was drinking tons of water. I did not realize by drinking tons of water that that dilutes your sample. Like it is what it is, right? I guess not. I didn't realize there were rules. Hey, you can't drink eight bottles of water 24 hours prior to giving a sedative. I never knew that. Well, I would think it would have to be a lot more than that. He's saying he that. He said eight to ten bottles, I read. He said he had eight to ten bottles and went right to sleep, which you and I know we have to get up. In 15 minutes. Every hour or so to use I the got, bathroom. I got up. I went to bed at seven last night. I got up at 11 and one. <laughs> try it tonight. Pathetic. Drink eight gallons no, you of try water. try it tonight. And I, then do that. I will pass. No, thank you. You will not. <laughs> I mean, that had to be some rush to the bathroom when he got up that morning. I would think so, yes. So uh, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, Jerry, as they say. Yeah, I suppose. I don't get nuts about this stuff. I you don't. don't. Like this idea that I read one story that said he could fall to the third round. Right. Well, then that's one lucky team that's going to pick him in the third round if that ever happened. Well, He's we, a first-round talent. We do seem to see this every uh, couple of drafts. We do. Right. And Mike McCagden actually talked about that yesterday, that you do all this work for literally 52 weeks leading up to the draft. And then within a couple of days, somebody does something off the field, whether it's something like this or, God forbid, it's with the law, and it just screws up your draft board, and then you're kind of retooling everything and reshuffling. So all this that we hear of, like, you know, people in the office always walking around with gallons of water and, and, we're and still constantly, this. yeah, still yeah. doing this right. one, uh, still constantly drinking. Your advice, Jerry, would be stop with the water. No, don't stop with the water. It's not Why? healthy. Why would that? No, it's very healthy. Doesn't appear to be. Everybody healthy. should be drinking eight bottles of water a day, but not eight bottles before bed. Not in a two-hour flight. Got it. See, I read that he go. He said he drank eight to ten bottles of water on a flight because he was sick. Yes. Okay, that's a lot of water on a flight. That's a lot of water. Period. On a on an airplane ride. That's what I read. Who Imagine knows? if you had the aisle seat next to him. Oh, I gotta use the bathroom. again with the bathroom. You've been drinking By the way, water. If you have that much water on a flight, you are essentially using the bathroom, going back to your seat, sitting down, and sit. Gotta go again. You know, <laughs> right? My, yeah, my girlfriend did this on a flight one time. She downed all this water pre-flight, saying, "You know, you get uh, dehydrated on a plane, right?" Downing waters constantly. Yes. She was the middle seat. I apologized to the guy next to her. I said, this is going to be a problem for you. You're not napping on this flight. She will be up every 10 How minutes. How long was the flight? It was like a four-hour flight. That's it was, a problem. Yeah. It was a terrible journey. And she was up every 10 minutes? Every 10 minutes. That's not good. I just shook my By head. Way, how dehydrated are you getting in a no, four-hour exactly. flight? Right. Drink one bottle of water, you're good. People can walk through the desert and not be dehydrated. <laughs> four hours. Uh, this Aaron Hernandez story, Jerry, mm. I'm going to give you some information that you might wince at and not be interested in talking about, but I, I need to get to a point at the end of it okay. to ask you about. So it's been in the, the, the news the last few days that he had a boyfriend in jail. I, I saw that, yes. You did see that. I did see that, yes. And that supposedly he wrote him a note and gave him a $50,000 watch before um, things ended. Good for him. Um so in the paper today, so I'm reading that, and then I see that the supposed prison boyfriend claims that he's actually straight, and he claims to be straight on a website called writeaprisoner.com, which I did <laughs> check out. I, I did put in my search engine. 
Who's like people write to prisoners? Yeah, of course. Would you they do. ever think to write no, a prisoner? I would not, Jerry? but that's you for lonely not. people looking for companionship, I guess. I'll <laughs> use. <laughs> I knew that was coming. You set yourself up for <laughs> hilarity. Boy, was that funny. But there are prisoners, they get married. Yes. Women want to date a prisoner. Yeah, and they never really are with them. It's just through the glass. Right. I have those conjugal visits. That way you can have a relationship. You could say on Facebook you have a boyfriend. Well, you who could wants put to pictures. put that on Facebook? Well, oh, you don't by put, the way, he's in prison. That what you, photos are you putting no, on Facebook? That you leave out. Him in the orange shirt? <laughs> well, you would do just face shots, him smiling. Oh, sure. With the tattoos on his yeah, face. On his neck. <laughs> That's going to be great. Yeah, large piercings in his eyebrows. Uh, this is my boyfriend. <laughs> Where'd you meet him? Rikers. Yeah. Are you bringing your boyfriend to Easter dinner? He can't make it. He's right. going to be with his family. He's detained. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> but you have, then you can say you have a relationship. Yeah. You also have plenty of your own free time. Oh, yeah. And you have a correspondence. I was very touched by Ryan Leaf yesterday when they were trying to get serious about his stay in prison. He's like, oh, no, they give you a flat screen above yeah. your bed. He's like, no, my prison was great. <laughs> right. He goes, it was like adult day camp. Adult day camp. This prison, <laughs> Aaron tough. Hernandez was in, did not appear I that way. I don't think that was the same thing. But I went to that. The, the thing I liked, I went to that writeaprisoner.com. They have a, a Better Business Bureau logo. <laughs> like, we're good. Do sounds, they have ads on it? Sounds like someone's interested. <laughs> Things don't work out with Gina. Well, I think, you know, you have sex once a month in a trailer. Perfect, Al. Well, listen, I don't, I'm not one for long form letters, which I know prisoners want. They don't want a quick text. Like, we're in a texting time. They, well, they have cell phones and No, prison? no, no. I'm saying they don't. So right. they want. I, I've long. got it, Al. Prisoner podcast. Bang. I'm uh, here with, uh, yeah, just to interview a different prisoner every week. And what are you in for? And how did that end? <laughs> and then what? And then, I killed him. <laughs> and then quickly, Jerry, I saw in um, in the gossip pages that uh, A-Rod and J-Lo, yeah. they're dating. They had lunch with, like, the president of NBC or something. Nice. Is there Which a show on the great. horizon for A-Rod? Well, this is the part that I loved. It said uh, th- they were discussing A-Rod potentially doing a sports or news show. <laughs> Imagine A-Rod doing the news. I think he's taking over for Lester Holt. <laughs> I'm A-Rod with the world news. <laughs> By the way, I did need a dot. Did you see the outfit that they were photographed in two days ago? She had the green see-through jumper on. I did not see that. And there he's walking by with a suit holding her hand. He's got to be thinking, what have I gotten myself in? I think that's the pink, pink elephant in the room. <laughs> yep. That guy's always in a suit. Always. He's always dressed very well. They very said he well. was dressed down. It was a prize. Is that where we went in Miami with Craig? Prime 112? Yeah. The name of it. So they were there having dinner, I think, on Saturday night. Then they said they were dressed down. Uh, she had some sort of a T-shirt on, and A-Rod had his khakis on and his nice collared shirt and his beautiful shoes. So even when he's dressed down, he's dressed nicely. Yeah, if he's not in a suit, he's in his own apparel where it's got, like, the A-Rod logo. Yeah, when are you going to have the uh, the Dukes logo going? Uh, the a Dukes boring apparel. logo? Well, I don't know if it's the boring. You're oh, not boring. You're, you're over Let's that. just go with the Al Dukes logo. All right. 
We got to take a quick break. We got a couple of other things to get to. Of course, Boomer and Carton at six. This portion brought to you by Account Temps. Account Temps is the leading temporary accounting and finance staffing agency. Learn why nine out of ten of their customers would recommend them. Call them today or visit accounttemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half Company. Back in a moment on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Hi, welcome back. This portion brought to you by Doveman Plus Care and I Persprint. Uh, of course, last night the Warriors beat the Blazers to complete the sweep. Tonight, we've got the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, see what the Yankees are made of, of course. The Mets playing again tonight against the Braves. Quickly, did you see what they're doing, the old uh, site at Candlestick Park out in San Francisco? They're building a, a brand-new neighborhood with, I think it's 7,000 residences. They're going to have shops and stuff like that. And they're naming all of the streets. I think this is awesome. Uh, from former Giant and 49er legends, Barry Bonds is going to get – they love themselves, Barry Bonds. So Barry Bonds is going to get his own street there, which is cool. And then Joe Montana is getting his own street too, and he wants it tied to Dwight Clark, which I thought was pretty cool. We'll give them each a street. Uh, well, I guess they could do that, but there's only so many streets, and I think – Oh, my God! Okay, fantastic. This portion brought to you by Dove Men Plus Care and a Persprint. No one wants to be the sweaty guy at work, right, Craig? So pick up some Dove Men Plus Care. 91% of guys who use it recommend it. I think his point was he wants to be remembered as Montana to Clark. Got it. I thought that was kind of cool. And, Jerry, there's a 12-year-old MMA fighter in Japan. Do you think – there's a 12-year-old out there that could beat you up. Yes. Or do you think... And you, and Craig, No, and I'm Eddie. saying, but you're a grappler. Could Used to you... be, not anymore. Yeah, have you seen the size of no. some of these 12-year-olds? Yes. I mean... No, I would lose to a, to a 12-year-old. I agree, especially one that's been training for years on end. Some of these kids start at three, four years old. She's fighting a 24-year-old. I couldn't tell the difference who was the 12-year-old and the 24-year-old. She looked very mature. And she's only um, 86 pounds. Powered by Town Fair Tire. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 